Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Female Founders Network, a podcast brought to you by invoice to go I'm your host, Nat, and I'm joined by my co-host, Sylvie. Hey, everyone. We record our show in the Forbes Street studio in downtown Sydney, Australia, but we bring guests from all over the world. So you'll hear people from the US, the United Kingdom, Europe, the Asia Pacific, anywhere that we find women who lead and inspire others. This is a great podcast for women who are navigating business ownership, leadership, or just life. Each episode should connect you with someone else's story, but also leave you with practical tips and advice that you can use in your own life and in your own business. Hi guys, in this episode, we'll talk about the five major lessons we learned from interviewing a hundred female entrepreneurs. From resilience and inner strength, to work ethic and persistence, to the reasons women often become entrepreneurs in the first place, here are our favorite episodes. We hope you enjoy this little roundup, and thank you for listening to the Female Founders Network. We'll see you in the Northern Hemisphere Autumn, Southern Hemisphere Spring. But this isn't goodbye. Join our Facebook group to keep in touch and connect with a like-minded group of women leaders and entrepreneurs. Hi, guys. It has been a long ride, a long, amazing ride. Mm. Sylvie, how do you feel? I know. It's been emotional. It's. I feel emotional right mm. now, actually. It's been emotional so many times, actually. Yeah. We've had episodes that have made us feel so excited and happy and just amazing. And then others where we've literally been brought to tears. Yeah. It's really been a journey. And I feel like I have learned so much from these women that we've spoken to. Yeah. I just feel so proud of women. Same. Like, hell yeah, women. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I feel. There's no other way to say it. Yeah. Um, So we wanted to share in this last episode the five things that we learned from interviewing 100 female entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. So these are our top things. And then we're going to talk about some of our favorite episodes where we learn these lessons. Yeah. And you guys can go back and find these people if you'd like or Google them or whatever. We we were inspired by every single person that we talked to. Um, these are just some highlights for you guys to enjoy. Yes. So what's the first thing we learned, Sylvie? Well, the first thing I think we quickly came to realize is that women are so resilient. Like, so resilient. Make your head spin resilient. Oh, <laughs> oh, my God. Like the stories that we heard of things that women have been through mm-hmm. and just kind of got back up and started again, the yeah. trials and tribulations. Um, the first thing we heard was actually sexual harassment. So mm. a story of kind of getting through that and not letting it affect you or hold you back yeah that was Yasmin Rysinia that was really really early on when we yeah. were first doing it and yeah. she's a, a team leader and really successful and the, the episode's great because she talks about how she has established this zero tolerance policy for disrespect in workplace situations mm-hmm. so that's definitely a good one to listen to and she to. started in car sales I believe in, yeah. the, <laughs> in the early like mm-hmm. 2010s or something so yeah she was definitely um, in a place where she was the minority and mm-hmm. with her gender and she she kind of like pushed through that and now she's so, um, you know, successful as a leader for a sales team for a tech company, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, we definitely can't do this like top list without <laughs> mentioning your favorite guest, I think, which is oh Robin. Oh my gosh, Robin, if you're <laughs> listening, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the other way that re- women talked about being resilient is when they talked about their personal struggles mm-hmm. and no other episode exemplifies that more than Robin Chauvin's. Mm. She started Halo in Charlotte's book, and she basically um, 
has this crazy story where her husband like cheated on her with a 19 year old and she kind of fueled all of that, you know, maybe anger or, um, you know, the healing that she needed to do into building her new business, which was Halo Sports yeah. Drink and made it really successful. So successful. And she actually hired a private investigator who uncovered that. So it's a, it's a pretty <laughs> crazy a really story. Good it's, it's a good one to listen to. You guys have to, you have to search for that one. Yeah. It's really good. Real story of resilience. And then, I mean, gosh, for me, like the personal tragedy that Yoke LePoul, the founder yeah. of Max Foundation, went through, like this was one of the, like the real like hit me in the heart oh, episodes gosh. that we, we discussed. I have, have, yeah, yeah. She I have chills. lost her son. And yeah, especially for you as a mother now, I remember sitting across from you and us just looking at each other and shaking our heads, like how she how she was able to really pick herself up and, and create the Max Foundation, which is a non-profit in memory of him to prevent child mortality in the world's most stricken, poverty-stricken places. Um, so... That is a really inspiring story, and she right. also she also had some great tips as well for how to start a nonprofit. Which she's just she was an amazing woman. She's she an amazing woman. It's mm. so I can't imagine losing a child, but the way that she's used the experience to um, save so many other children is so incredible. I mean, yeah. I can't think of anything more noble. Um, then generational trauma, like generational trauma is a thing, mm. right? And there are so many women out there who have generational trauma. And I actually loved the story of Diane Wingert, yes. um, the ADHD therapist, a psychotherapist turned ADHD therapist. And she talked really openly mm-hmm. about how her struggles during childhood um, led to her own mental health resilience. Yeah. And, you know, being a single mom, going back for her master's degree, like, and then becoming this um, life coach, which specialized in something that people didn't talk about a lot, mm-hmm. which is ADHD in women. Yeah. Really dark struggles as well. She was really inspiring. Yeah. I, I, that was one of my favorites as well. She just turned it into mm. something that she could give back, especially to other women. Yeah. Obviously, like when we were doing this podcast as well, like we were recording through a lot of um, 2020 and one of the main to- like topics we had with everyone was how have you done during the pandemic? And yeah. the one that stands out for me the most was the kind of super pivot story from Carmel, Inez and Ilana Tulloch, who all founded the Elephant Hotel in Cambodia. Mm. And that when the, well, the borders shut and international travel stopped, um, everything they had to do to basically pivot their business in order to survive and keep their staff. Yeah. Um, and this one re- will always stick for me because actually one of our listeners heard this story and um, ended up doing a fundraiser and raised $5,000 for the hotel to keep the staff with a jewellery auction of her jewellery line. So that so was good. Like awesome, like superwoman listening. And then also just Carmel and her daughter's um, and how they did this pivot with the Elephant Hotel, that's definitely one to listen to in a real kind of show of resilience. Absolutely. Um, and then, you know, we heard a lot of like the sabbatical turning point story, like mm. women who hit a wall in some way took a sabbatical and like completely pivoted and changed their lives, like mm-hmm. from a, a place where they were mentally or emotionally unhappy and just kind of move forward. Yeah. Yeah. Lexi Lutan, um, who founded Centered, was um, one of the kind of standouts for me with that. I remember her, she was working at Angelist and then she took the sabbatical and then 
that's when she really discovered that she needed to look after her own mental health, mm. um, which is the story behind the Scented app. So definitely give that one a listen. Mm. It was a really awesome episode. Very cool. And I love how mm. she started simple. Like, I had mental health tools from my mom. So I started there. Yeah. And then she built an entire product for people just to help people with the same things that she'd gone through, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. And the last one is um, really beautiful. It's even women are even resilient through times of civil unrest. And we had an episode with Hawa Muhammad and Dory Cook, uh, two black American female entrepreneurs from different Mm -hmm. parts of the country. And they talked about how we could best support the black community when all of the protests and things were going on in 2020. Mm -hmm. And that was so powerful. So important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So what's the second thing that we learned about women, Sylvie? (laughs) Well, it's that women truly are not given a fair shake in most corporate environments. It's, like, we heard it so over and over. Many. We were just like, yep, yep, heard this before, read yeah. it before. Yeah. Oh, gosh. If I, I mean, if we had a dollar for every single time a woman that we interviewed said that she'd bumped into a glass ceiling or bumped into a wall in her corporate career, and that is why the corporate environment lost her and she went and started her own thing. Mm-hmm. I guess we'd have a hundred dollars because we've interviewed a hundred women. <laughs> but it's it's true. It's there's so many entrepreneurs out there mm-hmm. who are women who just they couldn't succeed past a certain point in corporate environments and that's why they went out on their own. Mm. But then there was the story of Andrea Gardner that I loved because she was the woman that did it all and she was in this kind of real male-dominated environment of being on the trading floor Mm. and then ended up like starting her own venture capital fund and she was great. I remember asking her the question of like, how did you cope in like a male-dominated environment and her answer was illuminating but I'm not going to tell you what it is because you need to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> Go search for Andrea. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought it was really interesting how um, we learned that hard work and results don't always lead to corporate success and there are actually all kinds mm-hmm. of other things that feed into corporate success and yeah. those are the kinds of things that sometimes women trip over and like can't get past like reputational damage mitigation and, and office politics and that kind of thing uh-huh. and I loved the episode that we did not too long ago with Terry McDougall mm. yeah that yeah. was I don't know it was pretty illuminating um, well she just had some really good advice didn't she and it yeah. was kind of it was really on like how to play the office politics game to make sure that you can defend yourself um, right. and how to do that in a way that's not aggressive or that's healthy. Like, that's healthy for you right. and, and will get you what you want from the situation. So, um, yeah, she was a great guest. She's an executive coach. Um, that's one of the more recent ones that you can go back and listen to, but that's definitely worth a listen for anyone, whether you're working in a corporate environment or in your own business because this stuff matters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, the last one, which was really interesting, the reason that women, you know, kind of weren't getting a fair shake was both the pay gap and the trust gap. Mm, Yes. And um, Leah Morris with Mavens, her Mavens Foundation, talked a lot about this earlier on in the podcast. And she was talking about how she actually launched an activist group during the lockdown because Mm. um, she found out that so many more so many men were getting paid more than women in the advertising industry, which is the industry that she was working in. Yeah. So she launched this whole activist group to help close those gaps. Cool thing to launch during COVID. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. Definitely good. <laughs> Entrepreneurial. Good work there. Mm. Mm. All I did was eat food during COVID <laughs> and maybe some yoga. Um, the third thing yeah. was that companies actually lose a lot of women to entrepreneurship by not supporting them through 
numerous things. Like, well, we had um, Christy Andrus, who was a like, senior executive but became a mum and then needed to actually have more flexible work. So yeah, she super is, impressive talent. Yeah, she, yeah. She's now a coach for moms. I mean, she's found she's found her own way and she started her business, which is obviously a great thing. And this, I guess, this like thing that we learned about companies losing women, like it's it's kind of good for those women in the sense that they've gone and like started their businesses. Right. But it's also a sign of like sad times that companies aren't can't hold on to women yeah yeah I mean this is a really really seasoned media exec Mm -hmm. who has had a lot to give Mm -hmm. and and you know it's just like the company couldn't be flexible for her yeah so then all of a sudden they lose that talent and you've got to replace that talent and it's just that's bad for the company and I think Mm -hmm. this is where we first discovered the the phrase um investing in women is not an effing charity who said yeah. that was it was it? <laughs> I forget who said that oh. but they were like it's actually better for your business to to support women's successes because um, yeah. you'll lose them and you're losing a lot of talent and that's bad for your business mm-hmm. so yeah. bad and if you do have kids and you are starting your own business this is actually a really great episode to listen to with Christy because she is a business coach for mums in particular so mm-hmm. um, definitely give that one a go yeah um, speaking of maternity and maternity policies we also spoke to Priyam Chokshi um, and she talked a lot about the issues of maternity leave and pay disparity which women in the US face mm-hmm. um, and she was an amazing advocate for kind of better public policy on this and childcare and, and everything I, like it all links up yeah all links up. it's interesting yeah. that a lot of women started businesses because they couldn't get more than the standard like six weeks of maternity leave or whatever it is in the u.s mm-hmm. so they just had to go be entrepreneurs but you know if you think about i don't know would would there be so many women entrepreneurs if women in the u.s were given six months you know yeah. <laughs> like who knows they just wanted to be around their kids a lot of them yeah yeah it's um, interesting yeah. And then I th- I thought this one was super interesting. And I really love this guest. Her name's Andrea Holland. Mm-hmm. And she talked about unfair reviews and kind of holdbacks and like that, you know, being told that you need to color within the lines and things like that and how women are, are often misunderstood in corporate environments. And she actually left uh, her corporate career because she didn't get a promotion to VP. Um, mm-hmm. And she pivoted. And she started her own consultancy, which is very successful today. And that um, that, that helped her really thrive. Yeah, you know? I bet that boss regrets it because he's like, now she's a competitor. I, know, I, know. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. I'm like, I hope he doesn't hear this, but maybe you should. Yeah. Um, and one of the other things that was interesting around women being incredibly strategic is that we are now – we as women are now identifying gaps in the market that have existed for a long time Mm -hmm. based on, you know, the world being set up for men. So things like women's health and women's well-being and women's reproductive rights, like we're creating um, businesses and solutions to these issues. Yeah. And one of the amazing ones I love Mm. is Sophia Yen's Pandia Health. And it is a subscription service whereby um, she is a doctor and she... Um, has a subscription service to mail birth control to her um, customers and clients. And, yeah, 
It's just why? Why did it take that long? So, Sophia <laughs> Yen was hilarious as well. Like I remember just laughing the entire episode, <laughs> not because I was like about the taboo subject of like sex and women's birth control, but because she is just so engaging and, yeah. and hilarious to speak to. And I just realized as well, Pandia Health um, is actually um, one of the companies that one of our recent guests, Rachel Braun Schurl actually advises for. So yeah. this space is just growing so much and all the women from these companies are all supporting each other yeah. and strategically helping each other to grow and it's so inspiring. do the best. Awesome. Yeah. I wanna I wanna invent some women's health stuff. Sylvie, let's get on that. <laughs> Next project. Watch this space. <laughs> the other thing that I thought was interesting that women seemed more likely to build businesses that would help the world in some way. That was mm. that were like giving back or like solving a problem for waste or you know, environmental destruction or something like that. Like mm-hmm. there were just so many that talked about that. Yeah. Um the the cup of sh- cup of sugar founder. Brooke Sheehan, yeah. yeah. Hers is, yeah, so hers is the mobile app that allowed neighbours to share and request food or ingredients with each other. That was an amazing one, showing that women really love to give back. And then also Annabelle Chauncey in the School of Life, and she was the Australian woman that went backpacking in Africa and then actually ended up founding a school, yeah. um, a, well, group of schools, and is yeah. now a global educator and won several awards as well back in Australia. So she's an amazing yeah. woman and that was such a good episode. So many children in Uganda have a better life and better education because of the the nonprofit that she's created mm. and it's just incredible. Um, what's yeah. the next one? Well, then, so... This is a slightly different one in the sense that it's not like a kind of world health, but Jen LeBlanc was someone who um, strategically saw something wasn't working out for her and then was like, well, this didn't work. What about this? And it's also funny that she actually was a scientist and then turned tech marketer because her approach was very scientific Mm. and she was just awesome. She was really unique and had this inspiring story of how she founded her business and had some really great advice on how to do a successful marketing campaign and product launch as well. So that's a great one for all business owners to listen to. Yeah. I think um, one of my favorite episodes of all time Mm. was, you know, a a perfect (laughs) example of how women make great collaborators. Yeah. Um, Rena May and Heidi Bach with May May Jewelry. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I have never laughed so hard. Like, I couldn't breathe. Yeah. They (laughs) They, were so funny. Yeah. They're two uh, badass business partners. And they, they basically are such good collaborators because they recognize their own strengths and weaknesses and each other's strengths and weaknesses and they don't shame each other for it they don't try to change each other nothing they just play to those strengths and weaknesses and created this jewelry line that is incredibly emotional and differentiated from other brands and they're so in sync it was just amazing yeah their energy as well they were just awesome together yeah Um, i really like them and then the last one, oh my gosh, um, women have an incredible propensity to just risk it all. And we heard this story in so many different ways, like stories of risk, stories of just leaping. And I think the most incredible one probably, or one of the most incredible ones was Claire Summers with gra- yeah. Gratitude Glass Jars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She um, She took like three massive risks. So like she grew up in Australia and then she had a near-death experience. Mm. And so she decided, okay, I'm moving across the world. She moved all the way to the U.S. As soon as she got there, she was sexually harassed by her boss, pretty mm. much as soon as she got there. And then she's like, I'm not going home. I'm going to 
start a company. Yeah. <laughs> and she like flew across the country again from California to New York to be in the show. And then someone told her, hey, we'd love to put your new product, these uh, gratitude glass jars on mm-hmm. Oprah's favorite things. Yeah. And so she said, okay, cool. I'm going to throw all of my savings and every penny that I have into making sure that I can manufacture these because once I get on Oprah's favorite things, I will, you know, blow up. So she, then she flew to China yeah. out of nowhere, found a manufacturer. And Don't then, blow all the story. Yeah, Leave yeah. something for them to listen to. <laughs> but it's just, it's insane. Like, it's like risk after risk after risk. Mm-hmm. And, and she just kept doing it. And now she has this amazing company. And it's mm-hmm. like every single risk that she talked about, you're like, what? That's incredibly scary. Yeah, it was also really cool, that one, because it was like, what was luck and what was hard work? Mm. And so much of it that you could say was like, oh, well, did it happen because of luck? But how much of it actually happened from hard work? And I thought Claire's answer was really interesting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was, a, that was a real, like, show-stopping episode for me too. Yeah. So what is the last big concept we learned about women? I think it's that women will keep going long after everyone else has given up. I think so too. Mm. What's your favourite? Well, there's obviously a few, like we interviewed a hundred and I think like all the stories show like people have this resilience and don't give up. But I think one that really stands out is Amy Kandrak's episode, the founder of What Friends Do. She was so steadfast and dedicated and mm. she told this story about how her business started and how she eventually, you know, grew to getting 500,000 in venture capital. But it took time over a period of 15 years and I remember asking her the question being like how did you keep going yeah um so that's definitely an example of how women just don't give up yeah and along the lines of keeping going like expanding and improving and expanding and improving over and over again we talked to a woman called Tanya Farley and she left the corporate world to follow her passion Mm -hmm. um and become a hairstylist And she went back to school to become a hairstylist long after she'd had children and, you know, long after her 20s. She, you know, founded a salon, then another business, then another business. She just kept expanding and improving Mm. herself and learning new things. And she was just so – such a great example on how women will just keep going. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing you often hear about this thing about, oh, they were an overnight success. Mm. And it was Mary Ellen Reader in, in the Yarlap story, which was like, it was a six-year overnight success, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, hers, hers is amazing. It's um, the women's sexual health product that she actually developed with her father, who's a medical engineer. Mm. Um, so that was a really, really awesome story of showing resilience and keep going and never giving up. Yeah. And the last thing is um, we saw a lot of examples of entrepreneurship while simultaneously raising kids. And there are so many women out there doing this, Yeah, starting businesses, being a consultant, raising their children at the same time. So they're quote unquote stay at home moms, but really they're work at home moms, (laughs) you know, with these great businesses that they're running and launching. Um, I loved Ruth Rao from Mouse Loves Pig. Oh Oh, my goodness. It was so cute. Yeah. She was talking about imaginative play and how she designed her eco-friendly toys to help her kids. Yeah. Yeah. And she just, it's it's such a beautiful toy line. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, um, oh, Stacey Fisher and Lorraine Cherry Nguyen from Minnow Children's Shoes. That was also an awesome story. And they they left their kind of corporate jobs and started a beach 
wear footwear company for toddlers and children and they've raised funding they are doing so well they're breaking into the US now and wow their story was really something and they're also mums yeah I am exhausted from all the success (laughs) (laughs) from all this inspiration I feel like I'm like what else can I do with my life what else can I do that's the thing I feel like every day that we recorded an episode I went home and felt so much more inspired on my business yeah it's been an experience that I've really loved and this season has been so inspiring and thank you to everyone that came on the guest but more importantly thanks to everyone that listened as well because you made it possible and we're so lucky to have you and so so happy to hear everyone's feedback from the episodes as well yeah and if you have any ideas for episodes like this join our freelance forum or female founders network groups on facebook and we just pop us a dm slide into those dms and be like hey I'd love to hear a podcast on this. You know, you guys inspire us. So please let us know what you'd like to hear about and we will sponsor more content to help you go and help you grow your business. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Natalie. Thank you, Sylvie. Great, you've been such a fun host. (laughs) Are we going to go cry and eat chocolate? Probably. Wine as well. (laughs) But we're resilient. We'll resiliently eat chocolate while we are sad. Resiliently eat chocolate. Okay, we'll do it. Bye, guys. This podcast was brought to you by Invoice2Go. We're an invoicing and billing app that helps business owners work and get paid from anywhere, at any location around the globe. We're helping close the gender-based pay gap. Because the current U.S. pay gap sits at around 19%, listeners of the Female Founders Network podcast get exactly 19% off of any subscription. Just enter the code EMPOWERWOMEN at checkout.